Welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race, entitled Entrepreneurial Magic, What Aspiring Business Owners Can Learn from Disney World. Now, this might seem a bit of a strange title for a kind of career business type of podcast. But if you understand the fact that I'm a huge Disney fan and I'm very fortunate enough to be able to go and kind of visit kind of Disney theme parks uh, most years, that you'll understand where this is coming from. Now, I've just come back from there and on the way back, I was thinking, well, what can we learn as kind of aspiring business owners um, about business from Disney World? And so that's where this episode was born. So let's get started. And there's no better place to start than with exceptional customer service. And this is something that kind of Disney is renowned for. It's unwavering commitment to delivering an exceptional experience. So from the moment that you kind of enter any of the kind of the theme parks, whether it's Disney World or anything to do with Disney, you're greeted with this huge warm welcome as though you're part of the family. And this flows through from every level within the business, um, from the managers to the people within the shops to the people on the rides everyone there, the the characters, all the way down to the kind of the, the people who are doing the cleaning or some of the kind of the, the transportation, the, they have this kind of ingrained within them. So you know, whoever you go and speak to, if you've got a query or you're a bit lost or you need some help with something, they will be able to point you in the right direction. And it kind of all comes from kind of the training. Now, this is something that you can really bring into your business. And it kind of shows you the importance of going above and beyond on your customer expectation by doing this and um, always having that kind of extra kind of help that you give people you build that loyal customer base that is going to mean they're going to come back to you again and again and again and the other thing that you notice within Disney is the attention to detail it happens everywhere I mean I will I'll give you a little example Um, we've my husband and I have quite often kind of gone to Disney for our wedding anniversary and we'll take the cards over with us and we'll put them up in the room. And we don't expect anything of this, but we'll come back to the um, to the room in the evening. We've had gifts left us from the kind of the Disney staff or an extra special towel kind of done by the cleaning staff or something there. I mean, it was it was really nice one year. We even then turned up and we had a big banner they'd made up and put it in the room for us to wish us happy anniversary because they'd noticed that we were returning customer coming back at the same time of year with that um for our anniversary. So it, it, it's those court of attentions to detail that means your customers will come back. And what you can do in business, you can do similar sorts of things like this, but it can also be in kind of just your web design to your packaging, it all, all kind of reflecting your brand's identity and kind of following that through into your customer service um, can really kind of get you ahead among your other competitors. The other thing Disney do really well is build trust with you. It's very consistent, um, consistently 
ex- the experience from one year to the next. Now we know, and um, part of the reason we we continually go back on holiday is there will be this certain level of customer services. There will be a, we have this trust in them that we're going to have a certain level of quality and we're going to have fun when we're there. And it also kind of comes through into how they deal with things when they go things go wrong. Now, I'll give you another little example. One year, um, we had a significant issue with our room and we phoned up, so, you know, reception about it. And within five minutes, um, someone was there to kind of sort it out. And it was a problem that couldn't be sorted out very easily. So they said to us, right, you go off to theme parks for the day. If there's anything that you need that you would have normally come back to your room for, just buy it and give us the receipts. We will pay you back. And in the meantime, we're going to move you to another room. Now, we didn't have to do anything. They said they were going to move all our stuff um, to this other room. And it was just a floor above us, so it wasn't too far away from where we were. And we thought, oh, this is really good. You know, we can still go out and enjoy ourselves. We had a young child at the time, so we didn't want to be stopped from kind of going out and having that enjoyment factor. And when we got back in the evening, we went to the other room. Uh, the We walked in there and everything that we had left was in exactly the same place as we'd left it in the previous room. I can only think that they took photos and kind of put things in place. I mean, the toothbrushes were in the same place. The shampoo was in the same place. It was all done for you. So what had been like a really big significant issue, they had corrected and made us think, you know, they're fantastic. And that is, that's part of the reason we go back because it has built the trust with them. So what you can do with your customers is you build trust being consistent with your products, with your services, but also things, if things go wrong, if you can kind of correct them and kind of build that trust up and actually you'll probably find they're more trusting in the way after you've kind of corrected something when it's gone wrong than they were before. And this leads me to planning and preparation. Now, Disney World operates a really well-oiled machine. It's meticulous planning preparation. Everything they do, there is a a contingency um, if things go wrong. They've kind of got everything in there. They kind of plan for everything. And even going to Disney World, anyone who has been to any of those parks, this type of holiday will know that it also takes for you a huge load of planning. So you can kind of learn from that. And the benefits of planning is kind of you know all your strategies, you know you can anticipate challenges and you can have contingencies in place. So this is a real... um, crucial one for business owners and I think it's having those contingencies in place that is the most important and you see this within Disney when they have parades going through uh, most of the parks uh, certain times of the day and they're big lavish things Um, but unfortunately the Florida weather is also quite wet at times and you can have quite bad storms and you can kind of see that you know as soon as they have a wet parade coming in they have a contingency that maybe some of their floats can't go out because of the weather so they'll put something else out characters characters with rain jackets on I've seen in one of the parades once it was it was it was their wet weather parade and basically they had a load of the characters all dressed up people dressed up and they had rain jackets on like the ones that people would wear within the parks and they put on a fabulous display and it meant the customers were still had something that they wanted but something that couldn't happen they'd rectified but it had they had the plan there it was all there all the cast knew how to that this is what they needed to do And the same thing can happen when you're actually there. You know, you plan your days absolutely meticulously and then a ride is kind of closed at the time you were hoping to go on it and your day is all planned. So it's very hard to kind of 
mix and match your day around this and then you you have to kind of replan you always have to have a contingency plan oh well if this is not happening then I'm going off to do this and that brings me on to adapting to change Disney has adapted many times to change, including kind of technological advantages, shifts in customer preferences. And that's something you have to be very aware of when you're a business owner. You'll do a lot of research maybe when you first start out about what your customers' needs. But if you don't adapt over time, you're going to find yourself kind of falling behind others or not actually providing your customers with, with what they actually want. There are many examples that I could kind of give kind of within Disney World where this has happened. But I suppose the most recent and probably most relevant one is with a ride they used to call Splash Mountain. Now, within that ride, they had some, they had excerpts of an animated film, which is no longer kind of considered appropriate. So what they've done is they've closed that ride down and they're rebranding it with something which is much more kind of change with the times and looking forward to the kind of the next 10-15 years will be much better for kind of for that market so they're making this change now this is taking them ages but as a kind of a smaller business owner if things like this happen you should be able to kind of adapt much more quickly and that's kind of one of the advantages of being kind of a uh a smaller business is that you can actually adapt quickly you can kind of take those surveys of your clients and if you see things are changing you can adapt maybe quicker than some of your bigger competitors and this issue that kind of disney world had with splash mountain brings me on to the next part kind of embracing diversity and inclusion now i have always I've had several visits as may have come through to Disney World and I've always thought kind of looking at kind of the staff members and the people that are there, they're very good at doing at including everyone possible within the theme park experience. And that is something that we want to be able to do in business. We want to be inclusive to everyone. So look at kind of what your products and services are. Look at the, the audiences that you are kind of going to and do some market research and see if there is anything that you can do to make yourselves more diverse and inclusive. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of an example because I love this one. On my previous visits, I've kind of seen staff who have been in wheelchairs and one which has had a guide dog, which is for, it's lovely to be able to kind of see them working. Uh, but the ones I saw this year, there was a couple of people who had uh, support dogs. I think they were for medical issues. And these were staff who had these dogs and kind of to watch these dogs work in the absolutely fabulous, it was hugely hot. And, but they were coping with the heat and they were gorgeous dogs and they were doing obviously what they were trained to do but it kind of shows how an employer um, can be kind of adapt to what they're doing to be able to kind of be inclusive in who they employ and that is something that we should all embrace within our own businesses and now I'm going to go on to guest feedback so within Disney they actively seek your kind of your feedback and they're always sending out surveys. Uh, I don't know how much they take notice of these surveys. I assume they do because they do adapt their services. But this is something we really should be doing. You know, do regular services with your customers to be able to improve the, the products and services you offer. Now, not everything they say that you would necessarily change for them. It might be something that's very individual for them. But you should, this kind of continuous feedback um, should be sought, actively sought and help you then be able to grow your business. The final area I would like to look at is perseverance in the face of challenges. Now, I mentioned earlier about the time we had that room and how they kind of corrected it and things. And I think this is this one is kind of the slightly different when you're kind of having setbacks and challenges. And Disney, like any other kind of business, has had these. And 
how you deal with them and how you cope afterwards is a real kind of life lesson to help you in your business. So I'm going to give you the story of Disneyland, which opened in 1955. And this was all, it was kind of Disney's first park. It's before Disney World. And this is the list of things that went wrong on that opening day. And I'm sure there were some others that didn't get documented. It was flooded with fake tickets. There was a lot of people trying to get in who didn't have real tickets. The traffic was backed up for miles, something we're all very familiar with. Uh, The park was covered with wet paint and weeds because it wasn't really quite finished. It was a bit of a rush job. Uh, The visitors wiped out all the food and drink supplies within hours. Uh, There was a plumber's strike. I think there was one story where uh, Walt Disney was asked, would you like toilets or the sinks plugged in? And I think his conclusion was, well, you need to go to the toilet, but maybe washing your hands afterwards wasn't critical. Whether you agree with that or not um, is another thing. But, you know, that happening when you're trying to open up such a big park must have been so significant. Uh, The weather was scorching hot after coming back from kind of doing Disney World when it was scorching hot. I can see how that is a real problem. Uh, It really kind of means you're drinking much more water, which may have impacted the drink supply. And you're going to be looking for shade and relief from that heat quite a bit, which if a place wasn't quite finished, then that might have been a problem. Uh, The rides kept breaking down. Uh, You know, selling a theme park with uh, no rides must have been quite hard. Uh, There's a riverboat that goes round one of the lakes within Disney, and that sank. The the Sleeping Beauty's Castle, uh, which is the castle you quite often see on the pictures, I know quite often it's the Disney World Castle that you see. You see Cinderella's Castle, but Sleeping Beauty's is the one um, in Disneyland, and that almost caught fire. And then on the day, um, ABC, which is a TV channel over in the States, was doing a live show and it was described as a train wreck. So all of these things happened on Disneyland in its opening. And if you look at it now, Disneyland and has been for a number of years, hugely thriving theme park. Um, Disney went on to open Disney World in 1971. I'm sure that went much more smoothly, kind of learning your lessons. So what can you learn from this? And I think my biggest takeaway this is you hear quite often that when people first do webinars or they first launch a product, it goes wrong. For whatever reason, it doesn't, it isn't successful. People don't, not the people you expect don't turn up or you don't get as many sales. What we can learn from this is to have a look at it, see what went wrong, regroup and go out again. Um, One of the biggest lessons that you can have whenever you're kind of starting a business is resilience. It it, It is a hard world. It is hard running your own business and things will go wrong. And it's how you actually kind of cope with things when they go wrong really kind of shows how successful your business is going to be. So in conclusion, so while Disney World may seem like a world of fantasy, its business principles and success are very real. As an aspiring business owner, you can draw valuable lessons from Disney's commitment to customer service, attention to detail, planning and much more. And by applying these lessons to your own endeavours, you can set yourself apart from those others and create your own magic in the business world. So that's it today for the Escape the Rat Race podcast. And I will leave you with a quote from Walt Disney himself. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. 
I hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favourite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.